I am unashamed. What about you? So we just had a a uh, snow event. I was gone. I was in Texas. I was gone. Look, my daughter sent me a picture from like eleven never o'clock. Here. You never you never had it here, Patricia. The earphones. No, but it didn't hit here. No, yeah, I mean, my yard was, I saw, I mean, there was snow all in my yard. Your yard is 20 miles north. Oh, well, hit here. I I get it. You're too far south, Phil. You're too far south. Well, that was my question. Did you actually get some down here? The line, the line for it, and here, if you're going to get any, it's it's almost like a, it's, it's, you can just stick to it. These things drop down till about, to about, Interstate 20. It's yeah. straight east and west. Right. That's about as far as they come. You're right. We're, we're, we're just south of there. Yeah, and we're yeah. on the north side. We live what on the north side. What do you think that is? What do you think the reason is? It's just the, whatever, the it's weather patterns. They, they, when you, they, they fizzle out. The further they get toward that gulf. That's right. The cold air. Right on the line. R- we're right, we're right, right on, on the, the literally, Jays, we, you and I live right on the line. I mean, Were you sad that you missed the snow? I didn't want snow because I have a wonderful crop of mayhaws, <laughs> of slows, the slow trees. They're, these are berries. I, I planted them 10 years ago. They're every, quite Every year yeah. I walk out there, this time of year I'd walk out there and look at them. And I said, I now know why they call them slows because <laughs> they're slow. <laughs> I mean, they're slow to bloom. It takes a decade. And finally they started blooming. But this year was the first year that they're all blooms. Yeah, I saw the blooms. They're actually spelled S L O E. Yeah, for the record. But but everything about them is in fact slow. Yeah, oh. it's a late when you when you harvest them. It's August. Well, all the plums are gone by August, except this one. Right. But but these uh. You know what's weird, Dad, is, is if I'm not mistaken, and I could be, but I think I read this once. That those trees were native in Scotland because they have slow gin. They they were known for their gin back in our you know our heritage com- country, but you know then that they made their way over here somehow. I guess people brought them, yeah, and then planted them. But now we make jelly with them, which it makes really good jelly. So oh, it's. I guess you can make gin with it. Some of the best to. jelly you you'll ever eat. And this year. I have three things that, see, y'all don't worry about things like this. You get up in the morning, you're like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Is that how you wake up? I get the up yeah, in the yeah, morning yeah. saying, I've got to go out there and check the blooms on the mayhaw, the blooms, and the blooms on the slows. And then the third thing is to see if we have an acorn crop. So I'm studying trees and yep. seeing what they're, whether we're going to have acorns, slows, and mayhaws, whether we're going to have them or not. So you you reach a certain age where you last year almost none of none of them produced. You, re, you reach year. a certain age where you get into that category of yeah. men who stare at trees. That's it. <laughs> yep. I don't know why that's funny. But, uh, that plus before you get into before you plunge into First Corinthians fifteen and sixteen, fifteen, mm-hmm. I guess, right? Yeah, correct. Fifteen, the resurrection. Uh, <clears throat> uh, it, just a reminder when we get there. Uh, well, we can get there. I think you're. You I want. think you're there. I think you're there. <laughs> We're there. We just but keep this in mind. 
when Jesus said, if you hold on my teaching, you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Well, you can turn it around and say, if you don't find out what the truth is, you won't be set free. So the next question would be, what do you mean? It's almost like you're saying he's going to release you from prison. Yeah, because <laughs> they're sitting there arguing with him, saying, we're not slaves to anybody. He said, you hold to my teaching, then you'll know the truth. It'll set you free. They said, we're not slaves to anybody. What are you talking about? Free? Free from what? That's and, a good and, question. So what if somebody said, well, what are you free from? What yeah, would you say? Yeah, it's a person. It's a being, the one you're freed from. But they don't realize that. But here's what I want you to remember, because you remember when he gets over in it, he said, well, if it's preached that there's a resurrection— why is it that some of you say there is no resurrection? Someone told him that. Someone convinced him there's no resurrection. I think that was the Sadducees, right? Yeah, and all this preaching that centered around it, and they didn't believe it. Well, why is my language not clear to you? This is John eight forty three, Because you're unable to hear what I say. You say, is it, can a human being be in, in such a grip from something that they, they, they can't hear what so the truth of the matter. They can't hear it. it it's not, it's not, they're not taking it. Right. You belong to your father. Now we start talking about a family relationship. Like we have our father, the son, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and we bow down to him. You see the results of that. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all these good qualities. Well, what about the ones who someone else is their father, the relationship. Mm -hmm. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a one. He was a murderer from the beginning. When you see the murder rate out the roof in any culture, you say, Satan is behind that. He was a murderer from the beginning. Now, this has been going on ever since God created us. Not holding to the truth, for there's no truth in him. All these things, you say, the murder rate's up, and what else is there? When he lies, he speaks his native language. Well, you just think about that. You're like, when he opens his mouth, it is a lie from top to bottom on every issue that's good. So when he lies, he speaks his native language. He is a liar. Now, check this. And the father of lies. So you take a person like Vladimir Putin. He doesn't know that. He is under complete control from Satan himself. He's famous for two things, and they all are. Go back to Stalin or Lenin or... You know, Hitler, or you, all of them back there, Nebuchadnezzar, go all the way back. You say, what, what is going on there? They're, under, they're under the complete control of the evil one. Lying and killing. So you two things. <clears throat> they are lie right now. The big thing is we can't get out. It's so much false information coming out of Russia's blocking this and blocking that. Propaganda. To, uh, propaganda trying to get rid of Trying to stop the lights where you can't stop them from lying. Right. You know, I was thinking about that. Murder, Phil. you yeah. say they slaughter their fellow man, and they are they lie in it till it is pathetic. Everybody in our government, it, evidently, they run around and say, well, we need to do this. It's a satanic. Right. 
Well, Phil, I, I when I went to De- I was in Detroit this weekend, and it was a good event. It was for a Christian school outside of uh, Detroit and Rochester. But uh, so snow, I, so a little uh, light dusting of snow. <laughs> well, there was snow everywhere. I was like, look at all the snow. <clears throat> Missy went with me. She was promoting her book uh, because we're family. I think right. is the name of it. So going really well but i'll tell you i feel better about detroit i mean because here we had a pocket of people sold out and uh you know i shared jesus but i was amazed that along the journey because it was a hard place to get to that people kept asking me evidently did i talk about the ukraine on one of earlier yeah you did yeah i brought it up well they were asking me about that and uh because they were surprised i guess that i was there of course this is 30 years ago but Which, I gotta, by the way, Jace, I talked to <clears throat> Mike Kellett this morning, and he told me to tell you, so I just thought about it, I'll tell you on the podcast, that the g- same guy who was over it when you guys were there is still working with that group, and so they've been getting some money to him to get to the brothers. So. Oh, I know. Well, I I had I got asked for to give money to the group that I was with, right. so so I, I was aware of that. And, of course, I did. But I, I just wanted to say this because – because from look, I don't know you know the geopolitical world. I, I tend to be like Phil, I look at it from a spiritual standpoint. But from my perspective, I do think I offer a unique perspective. Because if you just go back, and and that was my point. A lot of people asked me about because the, they were asking me questions like, well, why why is this war even going on? Well, I, I think the amount of information that is coming out about it. The point of it all is lost somewhere with the common person. Right. So they were asking me. I mean, I don't. I thought Ukraine was Russia, and uh, you, you know they're doing these basic questions. So, in '91, when the USSR was dispersed, right. You know, Ukraine was was born. So it wasn't. I don't remember the exact year that I went. With this group of people, it would have been a little after that because that's when I went to. Man, I think it was August that they the wall came down and they became a country. And I think I was there in like December. Right. I mean, they moved quickly. I mean, the same guy. So what the plan was? Just by the way, that was the whole idea. Once the Iron Curtain went down, then Christians were like, "We got to get in there" because these people hadn't even had a chance to hear. Exactly. The right. good news. So so that was a humanitarian campaign going on, like with feeding the people, because it was like a third world country. And I've shared that before. You know, that's the first time I've ever known what it was to be hungry. You know, the last five days of our trip, I mean, I got hungry. Because <laughs> we had given out all our food, and they need it worse than I do. And, and you like, you and one of your team your team members were oh, fighting yeah. over it. Tempers a... started flaring. We got... <laughs> Buying a <laughs> sausage became the... <laughs> Currency. Like a ribeye. <laughs> I, mean, I would have rolled around on the ground for a can of vine and sausage. But it's always made that verse in uh, on the Sermon on the Mount about people who hunger and thirst for righteousness. It's always made that mean more to me. Because I remember, you know, when you get you get hungry, that's all you think about. I mean, you're, you're visualizing and having mirages of, T-bone steaks, <laughs> ribeyes, and shrimp with little pineapples connected to them. McDonald's in Moscow. Well, we were over there for Jesus. And uh, so what happened was 
we I mainly focused on sharing Jesus. So there, there was an uh, institute of higher learning there in Gorlovka. That's the Russian pronunciation of it. it it's it's spelled like Horlivka, which is about an hour north of Donetsk. Which that's right on the line of some of the most serious fighting because they've been fighting there since 2014. Yeah. So I've already gone through this because in 2014, of course, this is many years after I left, there were like almost 300 civilians, 25 children, I think, killed in this uprising from this Russian-backed separatist group. Right. So this Institute for Foreign Languages, it was a, it was a school of, of higher learning, they moved an hour north in a place called Backroot when that happened. So I had already gone just to through escape all this. the persecution and all that. Well, I just, I mean, they were literally, I remember seeing a news clip in 2014 and I was telling Missy, I paused. I was like, I walked down that road. I was walking. That's right in front of the Institute where yeah. they were showing the bombs when I, so I'd already gone through this fact. I know these people. I met hundreds of people. I shared Jesus to hundreds and hundreds because I would teach for three hours a day at the university, which did so, you ever so think the you reason would, I'm did you bringing, ever think you'd be a university professor? No, I actually was in Ukraine. <laughs> well, communism but, is gone, so when they were under well, communist control, you couldn't do that, right? Well, <laughs> right, but you say it was gone, but the whole reason this uprising broke out in 2014, well, it was there. I mean, because in, in fact, when we met, it wasn't like once the wall fell down, oh, we're free, everybody's yeah. happy. It's a process. We constantly were on the move and moving to other people because people were hearing about what we were doing. They didn't like it. And so. Because you still had people wanting to go back exactly. under the old order. And, and in 2014, it broke. I mean, it, it, it evolved to that state where they started bombing. Let's take a break. So, Jace, I know you're always worried about losing your hair. Oh, yeah. I get up every day and I say, what's going to happen? It's still here. <laughs> <laughs> Will today be the day? If uh, if that ever happens to you, we've got uh, the perfect sponsor for you, and that's our, our friends at Keeps. Because they're there to help people. Early male pattern baldness. That hair starts to go. Dad, you still got most of yours. We've been blessed. Yeah, I got the redneck lady right up the road to come in and say, give me a little trim. <laughs> In about five, five minutes, I get a haircut about once a year. Everybody needs the redneck lady. No barber the, needed. And nobody notices. Nobody notices. So if you're losing your hair, Keeps has you covered. Uh, they can help stop hair loss and improve hair growth. They're about half the price of a traditional pharmacy. So it's going to be a, a great plan. You check these guys out. There's a doctor there that's you know can answer any questions you have about the health side of it. So we want you to check them out if you, if you need them. Keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash door. You're going to get 50% off your first order if you go to Keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash door and hang on to your hair. So the only reason I'm bringing this up is because I was looking at it from a spiritual perspective now that, that all these claims you see in the news were so Putin... His whole deal is, oh, they're extremists. They're so far right. I mean, they're a radical. And you say, well, why is he saying all that? Because you have, just imagine this. You have a, a country that used to be the USSR, who less than, just a couple months after this dissolves, 
they open up their university to somebody like me and say, <laughs> well, to Putin and that regime. Tell us about Jesus. That's as, as extreme as it can be. The fact that I was able to speak and given the green light. And look, they rolled out the red carpet for us. I mean, they're like, here's your classroom. And, of course, it's a it's a institute for learning different languages. Yeah. So they justified it, saying, well, you want to learn English or a form of English that we're not familiar with? Let this guy talk, you know, because not only was I speaking English, but I was speaking a version that they truly were not familiar with. Which well, is kind yeah, of redneck plus, but, but you had an interpreter who was interpreting. I didn't have an interpreter at the institute. Because, because they were learning English. They were learning English. No interpreter. Which, which by was, the way, that's very, I mean, I hadn't thought about it, but we had the whole discussion about tongues and languages. Exactly. But that was what the door opened for Jace because of a language. That's right. Because they wanted to learn English. Well, but he was using the Bible. Yeah, it wasn't my idea. <laughs> Whoever, the, the I, I can't remember his name. Kenny. Yeah, Kenny. You know, they, had, they moved on that quickly. And, uh, and so I was so glad the Institute moved, you know, because I have a special place in my heart for them. And, and a, almost 100,000 in that city, I think it was 290,000 people when I was there in that city, in Gerlofka. Well, now there's like 180 because during the fighting and the war, I mean, this is before this war. Yeah, the 2014. Out. So like almost 100,000 people had left over the 2014 thing. So this, but, just from hearing you talk, that part of the world, surrounded by what, Poland? Uh, Romania, Moldova. Yeah. yeah Serbia's down there. NATO countries in there. Well, then here comes this one. But, but just hearing you talk, in other words, uh, there's been, I think, from just what you said, these people have a difficult time getting along with each other. Exactly. And, and it is this fear of freedom. There's a lot of and murder going on Freedom there. And, and... Brutal. Right. And democracy. And just like we talked about in, in Corinth, the differences in, in their clans has caused a lot of problem. I mean, and so it's, it's just like anything else in life. You, you instead of finding the joy and the treasure in people's subtle differences, their backgrounds and their different customs. And instead of having this love for your fellow man, because, you you know, speaking of lies, you know, you got Putin saying these are our brothers, and yet you're you're bombing schoolhouses and hospitals and kids. It didn't oh, seem very brotherly. Just, even in the city that I was in, Gorlovka, I mean, just four days ago, they – shelled a, a school yeah and uh so you know, it's now jace it's worse than when you were there well look i couldn't even since 2014 if i would have tried to do what we did i i'd probably be dead i mean oh, you yeah. don't go okay <laughs> you know you don't go over and start talking about god freedom love for your fellow man no, no. it's the total opposite so that's what i was going to say which that is brings that, you back to John chapter 8. Exactly. You're talking about spiritual warfare. Father of lies and yeah. father of murder. Well, well, you know what it tells me? God had a plan. God knew all this before we did, obviously, because he, he, he entered time. You know, he, he's, he's eternal. So he entered time. We're in time. And so do you think it's a fluke or just some coincidence 
that the very city, the line of attack, if you look since 2014, where this has been going in, a small group of people from America went over there in 91 and 92. And look, I was just a small little leg in that. We stayed a month, almost a month. Well, then another crew come in after us. Then they stayed a month. Then another crew came in after that. I mean, and people had different skill sets and different. And we did the we did the same exact model actually before you guys did in Romania, which was a neighboring country. Once the Iron Curtain fell, same thing. Had a dictator. They killed him, and so then it was wide open. And so we went in. I was a series of people that went in over the course of several months doing the exact same thing. So it seems like to me now. So, I, so I don't, don't want to. Those people, are, y'all's converts, they're still there, aren't they? A bunch of them. Well, I, I'm assuming a lot of them went an hour north because yeah. the reason they moved an hour north is because they're shelling the streets around here and they're trying to learn different languages. This has no, you know, this has nothing to do with what's going on. But I liked it because it was. A, it's a school of higher learning too. So you're getting young people who are open because i mean let's face it i I saw some uh stat the other day which who knows if this is true but i did think it was interesting that when it comes to coming to christ i might have shared this earlier but 85 percent of the people come to christ do that before the age of 14 so the next group was 11 percent is 15 to 30 which there's a reason where I go people and I'm like, if you're over 40, I'm not talking to you. And now I know why after I saw that. That's right. Because they're not listening. So that, that's 4% that from 30, which is really sad. Every time about people I get being to a guy mind. or a woman who's well into their 30s going to the 40s, it's, it's very way more difficult to convert them than it is the ones who are 25, under 30. Yeah. And I've just watched it through the years, under 30, under 30, under 30, under 30. I said, you get over 30, it's it's a tough It's harder. Tough exactly. So, so the whole plan was to go over there, get with the young people. They're learning English. They're, they, you know, they thought I was funny. I wasn't telling jokes up there. I mean, I was sharing Jesus, but I'm sure whatever my accent and, and some of the idioms I use or whatever, I mean, because yep. they constantly laugh. And these people were hanging out. But the they rest. laugh a lot at things you that you weren't trying to be funny at. I you wasn't trying to be funny at all. So I, you were telling I thought, I'm in Russia. I was thinking, I'm in Russia. You were just funny at them looking at you. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. sort of funny looking. Well, I was, was I, sort of I funny didn't looking. have the long beard. No, you had the that. no that beard. Was, yeah, I looked like I halfway fit in you know but uh but what was interesting is and i said all that to say this because i think you're right you when you look at what's going on over there yeah it's just evil yeah it, it's evil people and you have the you know when you read ephesians 6 just just think about what this says because we tend to pick on the uh individuals and you made the list of them but when he got to ephesians 6 he said, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. Yeah. That's a that's a big crew. It's as clear as a picture to me. So then it says, therefore, put on the full armor of God. So when the, the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm. And he says, stand, 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 stand. 
So I'm just taking a time out here and say, do you think it's an accident or a coincidence that the circumstances set themselves up before this all happened, that a group of people moves in representing God, sharing Jesus, changing lives, getting people hooked on Jesus, therefore they have the answer to their God sin. God was look, giving them a way out. Exactly. And look, and giving them a foundation to stand on yep. from a spiritual perspective. To give them, you know, you, you start going through all the passages in the Bible, Romans 5, about suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And, you know, while we were sinners, God demonstrates his love for us. So, so all this that is shared with them, and then this happens I think, yeah, well, a lot of people, they're like, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Well, nobody knows this little story. Jace, they, don't, they don't know the setup of that. Jace, the political powers <clears throat> that are in control at the present time, to them, you're out of touch with reality. When you say we're looking at a spiritual problem here, yeah. well, the it's bottom between line the is, evil one yeah. and the God of heaven, and they will say to you, the current people, these are Americans yeah. The ones, you know, that, uh, who, old Patrick Henry. Uh, I love morality and religion, the big three things that will hold us together. This is the armor, my friend, and this alone that renders us invincible. He made it, our founding fathers and these writers back then and the guys who live like this guy, Patrick Henry, they saw it. Right. Well, they, they knew huh. it was a, a, a spiritual fix. Hang, hang on, Jess, let's take a break. So we've learned from the truckers uh, up in Canada, and even some of our own now, that it's very important to stick together. You know, we, we're seeing stuff happen all over the world. People have to have the same value system, have to be able to stick together. And one of our sponsors is a group called Patriot Mobile. And what they, what they do is they stick together for what we believe in. Uh, they call themselves America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. and And that's true, because most of the... Most of the big guys and the big companies, I mean, they're supporting things that we're not too crazy about. And so Patriot Mobile, they're going to offer a plan to fit any budget. Uh, they've got a 100% U.S.-based customer service team, which really makes them excellent. But really their best value is that they share our values. They support the organizations that we fight for, like religious liberty, con constitutional rights, sanctity of life. Go to patriotmobile.com slash fill, or you can call them. 972 Patriot. Get free activation with the offer code Phil. And remember, veterans and first responders are going to get a break with that. So it's patriotmobile.com slash Phil, or you can call them 972 Patriot. Well, that's why I look. Do you, everybody's surprised that they're standing their ground? I'm like, I know why they're standing the ground because there's a group of people, and look, a pretty large group who are led by the Spirit of God over there, and God protected them way long before this ever even thought about happening. So then you have what we view as physical power or nationalistic power, which is death. People who, you just think about all the wars that have been happening since the beginning of the time. What is the ultimate weapon? They go in there and they, they kill all your warriors and they take all your stuff yep. and, and they rule. So when you read a passage like Hebrews 2.14, it says, Since the children have flesh and blood, talking about the children of God, we all come from God, he too shared in their humanity so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, 
That is the evil one. And free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. So you look over there and you say, what courage I'm seeing. What? I'm like, I, I, I get it. Yeah. Because God sent his messengers in there and y'all were part of the group to show them the way out of that. And I guess to this day, our brothers over there, they're bound to be some. I don't know There's how many no they are. About it. And, and I think, you know, to their credit, just whether they believe or not, there, there was something about them pursuing having a democracy, loving each other and having an open society that we all embrace. I think the whole world's come together on that. Yep. But I was just saying there was a backstory that I was fortunate and blessed to be involved in where there were small groups of people, which God does mighty things in small groups of people who came to Christ. And I hope, you know, which our, is our leaders <clears throat> in that community during this time. I, there's no doubt in my mind. Well, that's why it's not a government fix. It's It's got to be bigger than that. So you just said small groups. It's our emphasis in Romania was because we knew it was exactly what Jay's described. You had, there was still a mindset there that you couldn't, that no God, no. So it it was still somewhat underground, even though now it was really, they had a freedom to do it. So these, we were, we've emphasized small groups in the three weeks I was there. So it was such an acts two, three and four feel. We met every day, every night we had an apartment. They would all pile in. And we were teaching them how to do small groups, how to how to lead other people in a house, in an apartment. You don't have to be in a building someplace because we knew this thing was going to go. And then there was this group of Albanians who were there as refugees. Now, think about it. You've come into Romania, which is right out of a dictatorship, and it's third world enough. But these people had even less because whatever was going on in Albania, they wound up in Romania. Well, they were just on fire. I mean, they were brand new Christians. They were just sponges. Well, now, all these years later, because I was, was in 91, so it was 30 years later, these these same guys that were with us in that room, because we followed up on them, now they're church leaders back in Albania. But that's the thing. This is this is why Christianity trumps over all this. This is how you find victory. But, Al, my yep. point is there's a lot of group of people, religious people, who are going around trying to see the signs of the end of the times. And, of course, a lot of these things that were written in the Bible we're talking about what was going to happen in Jerusalem in AD 70, but and you know, and they make applications to the final coming of Jesus. But I'm sitting here thinking, well, I got to be involved in something right now because you know, we believe the kingdom is here through the Jesus, the Lord poured out the spirit in Acts 2, made it available. He Jesus said, Go preach the gospel to all nations. And whoever believes is baptized will be saved, you know, Mark 16. So that's what Peter did. That's what we're doing now. But I saw that happen. Of course, back then I was young and immature. It's like, yeah, I'll go to Russia. I'll I'll, I'll do this. And then as the years have gone by, I, I'm like, because ever since 2014 happened, I've been keeping up with it. Yeah. So I wasn't shocked that this happened because they've been fighting for eight years over there, right in that little community. It just didn't get a lot of press. Because and really, you can go back further than eight because that, that's been the birthplace of every war. War right. has but been I mean, within that region. I mean, you know, <clears throat> talking about kids dying, and you say that, you know, and civilians dying. Oh, it's I just mean, heartbreaking. It, it, it's just, and when you were in the the very town where this is going on, it just it does something to you, you know. Sure, it does. So, but 
Well, just this past year, when I got the opportunity to share Jesus in Iran via Greece, I felt the same thing. I was like, well, this opportunity came up, which Missy was surprised because, you know, she called me and she's like, hey, they want us to go uh, to Greece. They got a group of uh, Persians that you can share Jesus with and they'll they'll funnel it to Iran. I said, I'm in. But she was shocked because I didn't even say, when is it, where? I was like, let's go. Because I took the same mm-hmm. thinking. I thought, okay, we got something going on here, and there's an opportunity. Because I kept thinking about the Ukraine. I was like, there's no doubt in my mind that that God inserted his people. It Just like it goes back to Corinth. When he said that, and Paul was was frustrated and being persecuted, I think it's in Acts, is it 18? And the angel appeared to Paul in the dream and said, I have people here in the town. Keep keep sharing. Yep. So I think when you see those opportunities, number one, we should move on them. I mean, number two, was it rough? Yes. I mean, it kind of ruined me for going on mission trips because it was just so difficult. It's hard. It never got above freezing. We didn't have enough food and all that. And it was dangerous. There were people in the town who did not approve what we were doing. And now that I look back on it, I think they wouldn't have had a problem putting a bullet in my head yeah. with all what's going on now. Oh, you know, bother. But you were there. Same way I've people have asked me, before, why, why do you want to go in this country? It's so dangerous. And I'm like, look, I'm there as God's guy. I mean, I fully, if, if my life is taken there, I'm a martyr. For the kingdom, and if he spares me and I come back home, then I just did his work. So I never, I, I never viewed it like yeah. that. I mean, even though they're they're not easy, and the older you get, the harder it is to be able to make the trek. But I have the exact same mentality. But I mean, I, that's why when we get to First Corinthians fifteen, I mean, this is what we're doing this for. I mean, you're right. The resurrection is the true power. I mean, it's way bigger than what they're trying to do by taking over countries and we're going to threaten you and you're, we're going to be resurrected. So I'm going to take, let's take one more break. So uh, one of my uh, all-time favorite sponsors of the podcast is a group called Samaritan's Purse, which is uh, Franklin Graham's group. And the one thing I can say about these guys, and we've experienced this personally because yeah. we had a couple of bad storms here. Oh, the they were here rolling out the red carpet. And, I mean, they are awesome. There, it's, one of the things about this always said about Samaritan Spurs, when something's going on, people know they're going to be there. And I've told Frank on this personally myself, I said, you know, that that's a comfort and a peace to people, you, you know, to, to know you're going to show up. So there, as we know, and we've been talking about on the podcast, there have been more than 2 million refugees that have fled Ukraine. And so Samaritan's Purse, once again, is there. They're right there in Poland, some of these neighboring countries. They're airlifting relief supplies. they got a field hospital. They've got all these different places, uh, Poland, Romania, Moldova. So they've asked for a couple of things. One is, of course, to join them in praying for those that have been affected, I mean, especially those that have been displaced. And also, if you want to uh, support Samaritan's Purse and the people of Ukraine, here's what you can do. Go to SamaritansPurse.org slash unashamed you can donate there or you can learn more samaritanspurse.org slash unashamed or click the link in the show's notes that'll be here for you to look at 
800-789-1776 is the number you can call. 800-789-1776. Check these guys out and help out today. So everything, by the way, everything collapses when it comes to the gospel if you take the resurrection out of it. It all collapses. It, it collapses. Right. You, that has to be in there. Well, you remember, every time I think about it, we have this discussion, I think about in, in Matthew 4 and Luke 4, whenever Jesus was being tempted by the evil one. And you remember one of the temptations, he takes him up on this high mountain, and he looks at her and he says, look at all the splendor of the kingdoms of the world. Yep. And, and he boldly tells the Son of God, they all belong to me. Yep. And every time I think about that. That's the one who's whispering in, in, in Vladimir Putin's ear. Exactly. Or Joe Biden or anybody or else. Joe Biden See, that's the anybody thing else. about it. We, we look at it as like we're the, the moral equivalent, but you look at our own leadership in our own country. How can we be moral with a guy like Putin huh. when some of the things we're putting forth? So when I see the evil one at work, think about it, the triggers that he's working. Because Putin, here, we don't know what all he's motivated and why he's doing it. But we got our regime that says the most important thing is climate change. And so we want to do away with all fossil fuels. Well, how does a guy like that hear that? His whole economy is set up on fossil fuels. So he's like, it's me against the world. So here he goes as a mad dictator. But the evil one is pulling the levers That's right. to the whole system. That's but now it's, it, it's pretty clear why he's doing it. I mean, he's he he's bitter <clears throat> that they all broke up. Right. Because he's an old KGB guy. Uh, Ukraine's wanting to be involved in NATO and the European Union, and they're like, that's why they're saying, these are extremists. We don't want you being led by that. The president is of Jewish origin, and they're like, no. It always comes back to the same stuff. Prejudice. Yep. Uh you know, freedom. You 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 don't you don't want them to be free. You you want them under your rule. You there's power in numbers. You want to be able to have the biggest stick. You want to be able to yield your power, and, and have a. I mean, it, it goes back to the beginning of the t- beginning of time. That's why what Jesus did, God inserting Himself not only into time, but in a woman who was a virgin, just to to get here is so incredible but for him to leave live a perfect life and to die for all of this immorality including the very acts that we're talking about i mean offering his grace even to that part of our society which is incredible and then coming back showing us a power that we hadn't even even contemplated right. i mean as a as humanity that's why we left off in that you remember uh, jesus answer by the way jays worship the lord your god and serve him only so you don't want to put anything above him when it comes to governments on the planet exactly and so that's why in first corinthians 15 you know when he he which we went through this extensively last podcast about the gospel saves you Otherwise, it went through the first eleven. Yeah, yeah, you. Well, we but, we, but you left we skipped little, over yeah. that part, and that's what I was going to bring up today. In verse four, where it says that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures, and then it says this is the part we left out five to seven that he appeared to Peter, and then to the twelve, 
After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. And last of all, he appeared to me also, in which that's when we're assuming he was struck down on the road on, to the mass. On the road, which is, which is crazy. So you say, well, why is that important? Because this whole thing is based on faith, which was God's idea. You know, if you're going around looking for proof that there is a God, I mean, outside of the evidence of creation and the Bible, and but God chose this to be through faith. Faith being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we don't see, you know, Hebrews 11, 1. But when you really think about the ramifications of what I just read, this is one of the strongest proofs of the resurrection that the tomb is empty, that you would never find Jesus' body because it's not there. He came back. Because here are all these people. What separates what, what the world tends to view our beliefs as just some radical, crazy view that's based on myths and legends and there's no evidence, even though we have this this document over, what, 1,000 years, 41 authors, is you have guys who gave their life, because you go to the history book, all these guys that I just read about, except a couple, were martyred because they wouldn't deny that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. Yep. All they had to do, they get them up there, because now you fast forward. All these men, all these martyrs, because you brought the idea about martyrs. Yep. So they say, you're telling me that they died because they wouldn't deny that Jesus Christ was who he said he was? Well, just think about this. This is different from every other philosophy that you think of when you think about people giving their lives up, even the terroristic society. They give their lives because they think what they are believing in is true. In this case, since they died and not denying that Jesus was Lord and resurrected, who would do that knowing this was all just a made-up story? No one. Certainly not all of them. You just think about it. At, at what point do you say, you know what? He was a good man, but I'm not saying he was resurrected. So that that appearing, when it says then that he appeared, and you and you, we've read the text before many times in previous podcasts. But he was going around as a dead man back from the dead, saying, "Look at my hands and look at my feet. Touch me and see." He spent forty days there, according to Acts one, showing giving many convincing proofs that he was alive, which is one. I think it's a very powerful, confidence-giving few verses. Yeah, and I think it it also shows you the power of, in this case, it's full spiritual freedom that we've been set free from the law of sin and death. And so they're like, which we'll talk about later with the resurrection, how powerful it is. Let's take another break. But, Jason, when you look at it, that's exactly the Ukrainians that are staying to fight. I mean, they know the odds are stacked against them. Why are they staying and fighting? You know, because I don't know what Putin expected, but he didn't expect them to still be fighting two weeks no. later. But they're fighting for the idea of freedom. It's the yep. idea. They were under the Iron Curtain. Now they're not. And so they're like, we're not going back. We'll give our lives before we do that. Well, I think that's the same concept. 
yep. of the same martyrdom that you see. Well, that's why I, I mean, I was moved the first time I was reading Ephesians six when it says, you know, our our struggles not against flesh and blood and against the spiritual forces of evil. Yeah, we're looking at good and evil. And then he was like, so you can take your stand, take your stand, so you can stand. I'm like, why am I surprised they're standing? Right. I mean, I, I know there was a spark there, and I don't know if it that took off or just, I mean, maybe maybe there's things that we, you know, don't know what's going on. But I'm just, I'm moved and I'm impressed with the courage because yeah. they're basically saying, and, and there's, you know, the chance of victory for Ukraine is so small because they're just pinned down, outnumbered, have no air support. But I'll tell you one thing. They're making a name for themselves. They're making a stand. Because it, it certainly hasn't been easy, and they're giving their lives. I mean, it's it's impressive. I wanted to read this, though, Al. Uh, but if you were and are a child of the resurrection, it would make you view death in a whole different light. That's well, right. exactly. It makes you invincible. <laughs> I was going to read this. You know, in John 7, 5, it's an obscure verse, but it says, for even Jesus' own brothers didn't believe in him. And then when you get to Acts 1, now we're talking post-resurrection now. The verse I had mentioned a while ago, verse 3, Jesus, you know, he stayed here 40 days. After suffering, he showed himself and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared over 40 days. Well, you fast forward, and when you get up into uh, verse 13, so here's the believer's upstairs in a room and there were here here's all the people that were there well a lot of these similar people that we just read in first corinthians 15 that he appeared to they're here and in verse 14 it says they all joined together constantly in prayer with the women you know and there was a, mm-hmm. i think the chosen has done a good job of that showing this ragtag group that was following men and women and the mother, and Mary, uh, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Mm-hmm. Now, what's happened here? What, what's Why are we all up in a room praying? And at one time, they didn't believe, because I do think it would be hard for them if it was your brother. I mean, they'd be like, you know, you saying, hey, yeah. Jace, guess what? You know, I'm I'm the son of God. I, 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 <laughs> I've come here. Okay. I've come here, come yeah. here to save all of mankind. I just think that's normal. I'm not giving them a pass. But you said, what changed that? I know what changed it. If you go die, because you would know. I would know if my brother died. Yep. Word would get to me. I would go to the funeral. I'd say, you know what? It's over. And then three days later, you're back. Guess what? (laughs) I'm in a room in your honor. (laughs) I'm all in. To whoever you said you came from, I'm in. Yep. So I just think it's when you start putting these little pieces of the puzzle together, which is not, that's not our motivating factor. God chose to do this through faith for us. But it just seems when you start thinking about, well, did Jesus really come back from the dead? You're putting this historical, these historical facts in order that you wouldn't even need the Bible to put the clues together. I mean, these are just facts of life. These people were here. They have these claims, and they all died. It's documented because they wouldn't deny that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. Right. You tell me. Well, why did they do it? Why die for a lie? I think they saw a dead man come back to life. When you're so right. they said, oh, we're going to kill you. 
Well, if you had seen a dead man come back to life and now you're being threatened, like we're seeing in our powers today, it's the same threat. I'll kill you. And you're like, go ahead. (laughs) Make my day. I'm coming back, (laughs) idiot. You'd leave out the idiot. But you're right, because you remember that there's a text. I think it was when we were John or Matthew where Jesus was contemplating going up to the Feast of, of Tabernacle. And the brother said, well, if you're going to be a public figure, you know, you got to get out there. You got to mingle. You know, I'm paraphrasing, but he was like, they were like being his PR director. So what that meant was they really didn't believe he was the son of God, but they knew he had a following. I mean, they're watching what's going. So you're right. They looked at everything through a a kind of a carnal lens. That's why it's just, look, we've turned this on its head. That's why I got over my shyness. That's why I got over my you know, oh, I don't want to say something and embarrass myself. That's why I got over my fear of dangerous, going into dangerous countries and sharing Jesus, because it comes down to the resurrection. That you think people that are dangerous who are not scared to die is one thing. People who know they're coming back from the dead, they're way more dangerous and, and bold and aggressive. And that's the team I'm with. I mean, of course, yep. we're fortunately doing doing it all in love, where. The people who are trying to use death as a power, they're doing it mainly on hate. Right. It's just incredible how it works. Yeah. Well, and it still it still holds on that the power of that idea of the fear of death. I mean, that's we just went through it with COVID, right? We saw it for two years. I mean, people just would give away all your freedoms. Because you think somehow maybe it'll keep you alive longer than your neighbor. But don't you think it's ironic that hate goes with death yep. and lying, and then life goes with love? Yeah. I mean, it's just he just spent a whole chapter in First Corinthians on thirteen on love, and now we spent a whole chapter chapter on coming back from the dead. <laughs> well, well, think about it. Why would he? have these two focuses, especially to a church that's struggling as much as this church is, because they had lost focus on what was important. And they were divided. He spent a whole several chapters on unity Yep. and realizing, you know what, you have differences. You have different talents. You have different backgrounds. You all have committed different sins. You have different ways that you came to Christ. Different people were used, but now you're following them. You have different views on whether you can eat meat. And I mean, all these differences in 1 Corinthians 12 is beautiful because he's like, we're all given the same spirit to drink. We're I, uniting in Jesus. I think that's why <clears throat> my experience in Eastern Europe days was so powerful because when you're watching the church, sort of the genesis in an area of the church, it's so much like the Acts model. Then even a few years go by and you get into the Corinthians and you see what begins to happen with the people of God. But what I witnessed there in the three weeks I was there, you talk about unity and excited about being together. Nobody was fighting over this, that, and the other. And, and look, these people that were coming in, they had different ways of viewing the scripture. But this group was just, they were brand new and they were like, we want to tell as many people as possible. And so exactly. as, as close as we can stay to that mentality before we get into the other and the divisive part, the better. Well, I'm sure there'll be people here this time that you think something that happened 30 years ago, uh, you know, has made a difference. Yes. I believe God is alive and well and he works through his people. Yep. And he gave a lot of those people the message of Jesus before what was all fi- fixed to happen. There's not, it's like I heard the, 
preacher give an illustration yesterday when he said the when way you, they're when, fighting. Look, the preacher gave the illustration. He said when the, when you go out in the field and you see a turtle on a fence post, it didn't get there by itself. <laughs> yeah, right. It was a good point. I'm like, I'm. You think this just happened, and then all of a sudden that happened? What was you gonna say, Bill? I was just fixing to say. I don't know what I was speaking to say. <laughs> I got you. I got, got you distracted on the turtle. On the Once fence he saw post. the turtle on the fence yeah, the post. the turtle on the fence post stole whatever I was speaking to say. <laughs> I think it was something to do with people that are there that are giving their life. A lot of them may, in fact, going back to y'all's visit, look at the resurrection and say, what can yeah. they do to me? And there's been. I'm here to. And, and there's been waves of people that have done it for the last 30 years because there's a lot of other people that I've heard about recently. I just wanted to say to folks, you may have heard this today and been motivated. If you go to onekingdom.org, we have a way you can give. And the same guy Jace is talking about is our guy. Hey, I put and my it, money where my mouth is, and I was hoping we would do this. Yeah. If you want to, you know, at least, I mean, I trust these guys, and I so I give them my money on various projects, and I've been around the world with right. And they're trying to, they're trying to get Jesus out to the world, and they're just trying to help people. A lot of what they do just helps people. So the very guy Jace was talking about is still engaged, and is going to be our, you know, main guy to be able to get this aid into where it needs to get. So if you want to help, that's a good way to do it. I mean, look, our our hearts goes out to all the people of Ukraine. We love them all and hate yeah. that they're going through this. But you know, I'm getting my money to the people. Who love the Lord over there because they have a special place in, in my heart. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we'll uh, in our overtime, we'll, we'll set up what we're going to be going into for the rest of uh, 1 Corinthians 15 on the resurrection. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.